Hello everyone, I'm Simon Ford of Forge Gin. Martinis, gin and tonics, Negronis, great classic cocktails is what I'm about. But I also love to hear of great recipes from great bartenders from around the world, which is why we've partnered with Beyond the Drink for this season. Cheers. Well, you just heard from the man himself, Simon Ford, and this season of Beyond the Drink is presented by Ford's Gin. I'm Cappy, and in this series, we're going to hear from some of the best bartenders in the country as they share the stories and recipes behind their favorite drinks. Beyond the Drink is a spinoff of Beyond the Plate, our podcast that sits down with the world's culinary elite to explore their journey into the food industry and the social impact they have made in their community. So if you're new to Beyond the Drink, welcome. If you listened before, we're so glad you're back. We hope this episode inspires you to create a delicious cocktail or, like the bartenders we feature, make a difference in your community. To get the cocktail recipe we discuss in this episode, you can check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplatepodcast.com. One more thing, we have some awesome Beyond the Plate merch. You can find a link in your podcast player or go to our website, beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Head on over and check out our hats, tees, hoodies, and more. Again, that's beyondtheplatepodcast.com. Enjoy this week's episode. All right, Stacy. we're going to start with a little audio test. We like to ask our bartenders to name three of something. So for you, why don't you name three characteristics of a classic aperitivo? Oh, uh, low ABV, refreshing, and light. Love it. All right, you sound good. Let's do it. Today's guest is a 20-year veteran of the hospitality industry and one of the most passionate and sought-after bartenders on aperitivo and Italian drinking culture. She honed her craft in Chicago and has since relocated to New York, holding notable positions that included bartending at the bar that held the number one spot on the world's best bar list in 2020, and she was awarded Star Chef's Rising Star Bartender of 2019. You can find more on her in the episode notes and follow her on Instagram at Stacy. That's S-T-E-A-K-B-O-N-E-S-T-A-C-E-Y. Please enjoy this episode as we go beyond the drink with Stacy Swenson. Steak bone Stacy. That's me. Please do tell. Where the name came from? Yeah, I need to know. Okay. Yeah. So I, I get this question a lot and I, I don't have like uh, some crazy story for you other than that. I was at a party. I met a, a woman who was a friend of a friend. And this was like right when Instagram started being a thing. So I just had gotten Instagram. And I introduced myself to her and she said, no, your name is now Steakbone Stacy. So she's like, I had never met this woman. She was, she was like very like, a, I want to read your aura kind of person. And, uh, and then every, all my friends overheard this. They are like, oh my gosh, yes, Steakbone. So I was just called Steakbone all night that night. Someone got my phone, changed my Instagram handle to Steakbone Stacy. And, and it's stuck ever since. And like, Every place I've ever worked at, I don't, I've never in my whole life ever introduced myself as Steakbone Stacy. Please, I want people to know that. Um, <laughs> but when people find out my handle, it's just like, I guess it's very, it, it's very fun for them to say. So like, I have people who just call me Steakbone and it doesn't mean anything at all. It's just, I think maybe because my personality doesn't really match the name that sounds very hardcore. Um, I think maybe the, the juxtaposition of that is funny for people. So yeah, steak bone, long live steak bone. I can't get rid of it. That's so funny. It reminds me of like old school, like AOL instant messenger days. Like when that started, people had just, they didn't use their name at all. It was like basketball dribble 49. And everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad I didn't have to stick with cool stay six yeah. from AOL. <laughs> from, from AOL days. That's funny. All right, Aperitivo Master. Let's get everyone started. See what I did there? Um, with a cocktail-themed speed round. Okay, fun. Number one, name the cocktail that inspired you to get behind the bar. It's not probably one cocktail, but I do remember this moment where um, I had this cocktail. It was It's, it's a lion's tail. So, and, and the funny part about this is I don't even really like this cocktail anymore, but I didn't like bourbon before. Uh, and this is, well, this is a long time ago. And I tried this cocktail and it kind of made my brain switch the other way. You know how like you don't like beer forever. And then like when you're a kid and then one day you have it and you're like, Oh, I love this, a coffee or something, you know? It was that one drink that made me like change my mind about a certain spirit. And then I was like, oh, and it kind of opened my mind up to other things. Whereas before I was just drinking very like very simple, easy, like gin sours. And that was pretty much all I, I really liked. And it kind of, it opened up my palate a little bit more and got my brain uh, moving in a wider direction. But honestly, I don't even really like that cocktail That's anymore. funny. I like it though. Um, how about the one aperitivo everyone must try? Well, it's gotten a lot of buzz in the past year, but everyone should try a Spagliato if they haven't. I, I, I don't mind that it, you know, got some fame behind it because it's actually a really good cocktail. And if it, you know, if, if, uh, the, the internet is good for anything, then it's, then it is for people to start drinking better drinks. Love it. Uh, name a smell behind the bar you love. Uh, um, citrus peel. Um, we have a lot of aromatics on our bars. So absinthe or, uh, orange flower water, bergamot oil, things like that. Like citrus smells. Name a smell behind the bar you hate. Uh, overpowering cologne or perfume from either a patron or, uh, my coworkers, it's abrasive and, uh, gets in the way of enjoying your food and or your drinks. Love it. Uh, name the one gin based aperitivo everyone needs to try. Oh, a gin based aperitivo. Well, a, a Negroni. There are a few aperitivo cocktails that actually have like a strong spirit in them, but a Negroni still kind of works in that category, even though it's not really a low ABV cocktail. You crushed the speed round. Piggybacking off of the speed round, can you like define aperitivo for us? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll try to do it in a very condensed way. Uh, so aperitivo has kind of, it's not just like one singular style of cocktail or it's actually more of a, a mood, like a, like a setting or a time and place. It's, uh, it's that time usually between uh, lunch and dinner, sometimes around the time people are getting off of work where it's, we're meant to drink things that are a little bit lighter, more refreshing, easy drinking. It's meant for longevity. Um, but it's not necessarily cocktails. It's could, it could be a glass of wine. It could be a beer. Or it could be a glass of champagne. It's food too. So lighter bites, uh, it's usually things that are salty, crunchy, um, uh, little bites that kind of like get you ready for the rest of the day and it kind of, um, open up your appetite. So aperitivo comes from the word aperir, which means to open. And that usually things that you eat or drink during that time period are things that get you ready for the meal ahead of you, but don't make you feel weighed down, uh, or, or full or drunk. 
Love it. Thank you for that. Um, all right, let's talk about this delicious sounding gin cocktail that you are going to share with us today. Can you walk us, share everyone the name of it and walk us through this cocktail? It sounds so good. Yeah, sure. So, so this is, uh, for people who don't know, I kind of like go over like wider cocktail, um, categories and where this fits in. So there are a, a category of cocktails called sours, um, in that in that category are simple sours, which are just basically a base spirit with um, some type of hard citrus like lemon or lime and some type of sweetener, um, which it usually would in a simple sour would be like simple syrup, honey syrup, demerara syrup, something simple like that. And then you'll have your egg white sours, which are basically that with egg white. And then um, there's this category within it called daisies, which are a little bit more complex, which you're using for your, uh, your sweet component, you're using some type of liqueur as well, or instead of the sugar component. So this would be your margaritas, your, um, sidecars, uh, your white ladies, things like that. Really uh, these, these cocktails that have become hugely popular over time. So those are daisies, which is in the sour category. This is a, a variation on a daisy. Um, and you can really, the, with this, um, with this template, you can kind of plug and play a lot of different, uh, fruit juices or, um, spices. Um, and there are like limitless possibilities, um, which I'll, which I'll go over in a second after I go over this specific cocktail. Um, so the name is, is, uh, silly. Um, it has a carrot in it. So this is Bugs's sour. Um, I have, a, I have a hard time naming cocktails out of context. So when I'm naming a cocktail, it usually has something to do with where it's going and the venue that it's in, the clientele, well, the way the menu looks, the way the vibe of the restaurant or bar and all the other cocktails on the menu. When I'm naming a cocktail by itself, like when it's not fitting into a menu, I have a really hard time naming them. So it usually becomes something quite silly, um, which is what you see here. Um, so, um, I really love using carrot and cocktails, um, in the fall and winter. Um, and then I, I reversely like using in the same style, using melon, um, in the spring and summer. And they, um, strangely have a lot of the same duties inside of a, of a cocktail. So they have similar bricks, and, um, a, a fairly similar mouthfeel. So they kind of work in cocktails that you could kind of flip around. Um, so like in this cocktail in particular, um, we're using carrot juice, but actually, um, in, uh, the spring or summer, uh, cantaloupe would actually work really well. Um, and you wouldn't really even need to change the specs very much on it. It's, it's a slightly sweeter, but it does a lot of the same work. And it seems strange that it would work that way, but it does, in my opinion. And I also think that um, uh, similar um, um, flavor combinations work with them. Um, so in this case, we've got um, one and a half parts of Ford's gin, which is a classic style London dry gin, which uh, is so versatile in cocktails. So it's... Uh, it's, it's always a, a, a go-to for a lot of, uh, cocktail bartenders because it just pretty much works perfectly in everything that you, 
that you need. Um, we've got uh, 0.5 ounces of orange carousel. This is a orange carousel is typically a modifier that's used in classic Daisy cocktails, like we were talking about, like the margarita and the sidecar. And uh, uh, 0.75 or three quarters parts uh, fresh lemon juice. One part fresh carrot juice. Now I use my Breville juicer to juice you know, the carrot juice fresh today. Um, and, but uh, you can you can buy some at the grocery store if it's, as long as it's hundred percent carrot juice and it's, there's no additives to it. It should totally work fine. But I think I think um, there's a couple of brands you can get at the store that work just fine if you don't have your own juicer. And then I made a syrup, which is really easy. Um, there's a couple, there's three components to it, but it's, uh, it was very simple. So I just took some caraway and some star anise. I toasted it, uh, in a, in a saucepan until I started to smell the aromatics and it started to pop just a little bit, but be careful not to burn it. And then I turned the heat down on it and then I added, um, um, some sugar, equal parts, sugar and water to that to make a syrup and then, uh, let it simmer for 10 minutes and then strained it out. So we got the, um, this like the, the toasty sort of warming nature of the caraway and star anise, um, which go perfectly well with carrot. There's a lot of um, culinary dishes that, that combine carrot and caraway and star anise. Um, these are some culinary inspired uh, flavor combinations that I like to, to stick into cocktails. Um, and in this case, like if you were switching to melon in the summertime, you could use more green um, like herbs like dill or tarragon, things like that, that, that go really well with, um, melon and very feel a little bit more summertime than things, something like caraway and star anise feel a little bit more wintry. Um, and then, um, in this situation, um, you could use egg white, um, or not it's cocktail works well with or without it. I've, um, discovered a, a new foamer, um, that's a vegan foamer that, um, works really well in place of egg white. Uh, that's also not aguafaba um, that we use in a lot of sours. That gives it a nice head uh, without um, adding the, the egg white to it. And so you're going to take all those ingredients, you're going to shake it very well, and then strain over ice. This, this cocktail could also be um, served up. Um, either way is fine. I, I preferred to have this on the rocks because I liked the salt rim with it. And that's a little bit more tricky to do with a, an up cocktail. So I'm serving this over ice and then, um, I'm taking half of the rim, uh, half of the glass and rimming it with a caraway salt, which is, um, caraway salt and sugar. And then, um, you'll see in the photo that I have these really, really cute mini carrots that I'm pretty sure it might be a little bit difficult for your listeners to procure, but with, um, if you can't find it, then, um, carrot, the carrot tops could work just for a pop of color or, uh, honestly, it doesn't absolutely have to have the garnishes is more for aesthetic than anything else, but the salt half rim gives it a nice balance, um, for the, the slight sweetness from the cocktail and also, um, salt always makes um, the flavors of the cocktail pop a little bit more. Love it. Sounds so delicious. I feel like you just explained to me a, a meal, like a dish, but it's a drink and it still sounds like refreshing and fantastic. Um, and for everyone listening, just a heads up, it, for that caraway star anise syrup, as well as the caraway salt, we're going to put the 
uh, recipe and method for the whole drink and for those in uh, on the website and in the episode um, show notes on whatever podcast player you're listening on. Can we talk about egg whites, which I personally love um, in a cocktail, but for those who aren't super familiar, maybe turned off by seeing that. Um, I'm just like overall, like what type of egg? We probably want like a better quality egg um, for it. And then can you run through like, is dry shaking a normal thing whenever you use an egg white? You want to dry shake it or not necessarily? Uh, yeah. So a lot of classics call for uh, an, an egg white and that is to add texture. Uh, it doesn't really change the flavor of the cocktail at all. It just gives it like a nice creamy, foamy, like a lush sort of mouthfeel uh, without it feeling super heavy. So the same reason that you put egg white, egg white and meringue, so you, you're basically using egg white and citrus and you're emulsifying it. Um, so people aren't turned off by meringue, but some people are weirded out by the fact that you're yeah, using that's true. A, a raw egg white in a cocktail. I understand that. You know, we've, we've all grown up in a, learning that we shouldn't eat the raw cookie dough and we shouldn't, we shouldn't eat, um, raw eggs. And I, I personally do not know a single person that's ever gotten sick from an egg white cocktail. Um, if they're handled, handled properly and they're fresh, uh, you should be fine. Um, salmonella usually, um, occurs on the actual egg shell rather than, um, in the egg itself. So as long as they're handled properly, you should be fine. But um, thankfully there's a lot of uh, alternatives out there, not just for people who are weirded out by egg whites, but for people who don't want to have, you know, that are vegan or, you know, also like handling eggs behind a bar can be a little tricky when you're a high volume sort of place. So there are some other options out there. There's aguafaba, which is chickpea water. Um, there's also a brand, um, called Ms. Better Bitters that makes a miraculous foamer. That's amazing. Um, and that's also vegan. Um, and so, and also you can leave it out, but you're going to, you're going to miss some of what makes that cocktail special when you do leave it out. And this cocktail, I think it's, is fine with or without. So it's up to you. Um, so how you would make an egg white cocktail is that you, um, you crack the egg and you, I'm sure most people know how to do this is just to, to go back and forth, um, um, transferring the yolk from one side of the shell to the other until the egg white falls into your shaker tin. Um, always do it in the other side of your shaker tin than when your liquid is, because if you accidentally crack it and it, uh, the yolk goes in there or some shell goes in there, you're, you haven't ruined your whole cocktail. So like if you're, you know, you have two parts of your shaker tin, make a cocktail on one side and then do the egg white in the other. And then after you've successfully um, gotten the egg white, you combine them. And then we do a, um, a method called dry shaking. And the reason for this is because um, when you shake an egg white cocktail, you have to shake it for a longer period of time in order to get it emulsified and incorporated. But in the process, if you're using ice the entire time, you're over diluting it. So we do a dry shake first, which means that um, without ice. So you're going to take your liquid and your egg white and you're going to combine them and you're going to give it a shake, probably like around 10 to 12 hard shakes. 
Then you'll add your ice and then you'd shake it just like you would any other cocktail. And then you'd strain it. And, and I prefer with a, an egg white cocktail to double strain. And that's it. Love it. Thank you for that. You know, cool. I, I, I love, I mean, oftentimes when I see uh, a cocktail that has egg white in it, I order it because I love the texture and mouthfeel of it, as you were explaining. Um, but if someone hasn't had one, I would almost encourage you, whether you're messing around at home or at a bar, you, like try the same cocktail with the egg white and without. I mean, you'll see the difference right away, you know? Um, all right, Stacy. So want to switch gears to social impact and giving back, um, our beyond the plate listeners know that we celebrate this with all of our guests and it's of course no different with, you know, bartenders we talk to as well. Um, we love to learn how they work with different causes or organizations. It keeps us inspired. Um, you know, some do it by donating dollars, some do it, you know, by donating their time and, um, some don't do it by using their voice. So I'd love to just give you a moment to shed some light on any specific cause or organization in general that you may want to raise awareness for. Yeah, we've worked with a, a lot of different organizations through our bars in the past. It usually changes. But we, through my consulting company, we've worked, especially during the pandemic, we worked a lot with a, another round, another rally, um, which helps uh, people in our industry that are going through hard times financially. Um, and that was particularly necessary during the pandemic. So, um, yeah, through the consulting company worked, we, I worked with, we, we did a lot of stuff with them. Love that. Thank you. Um, and for those who listen regularly, you probably, that organization probably sounds familiar. Um, one of our past bartenders, Christine Wiseman also, uh, mentioned that organization, which is always good to hear when, you know, an organization is getting support from different parts of the country and, and different people and different, you know, establishments and whatnot. And, you know, I think, Stacy, you, you touch upon something where we've had people who talk about one organization or five organizations or one event they did or many events they did. And there's, to, to be honest, uh, personally speaking, I don't think there's like one way to do it. Um, you said we worked with different organizations and, you know, some restaurants may, you know, give a portion of a proceeds of a cocktail to a certain organization one month and a different one the next month, or they may host a benefit fundraiser type thing one month and a different cause another month. And, uh, and there's no, again, there's no like real exact formula for this. So, you know, whatever works for you personally or your, your establishment, your organization, I think, you know, you'll find your, your way, your cause, whatever's meaningful to you. So, uh, thank you for all that work that you have done with various organizations and the one that you um, are working with through the consulting company. Appreciate it. Awesome. That is all we've got. We appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. I, you were fantastic explaining that cocktail. I learned probably at least 10 new things today, which I always love when I do this and appreciate everything you do for the bartending industry, the community and, um, I'm excited to make my way to New York sometime soon to drink some of your delicious cocktails. Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Stacey. To get the recipe from this episode, check out the episode notes in your podcast player or go to beyondtheplaypodcast.com. This episode is produced by myself along with Ian Cohen, Joel Yetten, and Sean Petrosian. 
Find me and keep up to date with this podcast across all social media platforms at Kathy's Play or go to beyondplaypodcast.com. Beyond the Plate is on all the socials at BT Play Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Drink, a production of Beyond the Plate. I'm Cappy.